is absolutely right here. So we'll do what it takes to prepare for it. And, um, you know, it'd be kind of like um, the greatest fishing day ever, Brother Donnie. We like to fish and, and we just sleep through it, you know, and don't go fishing. It's really essentially the same thing, folks. It's, uh, we're fishing for men, for people. I just, I just want to be ready for, for what he's got for us. I'm going to turn the book of Genesis, but Cliff is talking about Genesis. Um, turn the book of Genesis and read some scriptures. Just a little something got on my mind. If we stand honor reading the word for just a moment, and, and uh, we'll, you may be seated after that. Genesis 1 and 26, And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over all every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. Verse 27, the first part again says, And God created man in his own image. Everybody say image. image. Right. Lord, bless today, God. Bless Help us today in your precious name, God. Touch this, our hearts, our ears. Help us to receive what you have for us tonight. Just touch us in a great way, Lord, right now, God. And just touch this wonderful congregation, these wonderful people that's here today. I just appreciate you, Lord. And thank you for the chance to be here today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Um... We become what we behold. I'm going to attempt to see if this will work for me here tonight. It's not always cooperative with me. We become what we behold. Anybody ever heard that phrase? Um, matter of fact, believe it or not, we become what we behold is a video game. It's created by Nutcase Nightmare, rightfully so. It's still up there, yeah. It's released on Congate in 2016. It's a destruction game which starts peacefully with you taking pictures of things like a man in a hat that quickly turns into a bloody mess with clickbait hashtags and flames. It's a quick game that should be able to be completed in under 10 minutes, yet in that short time frame, a very strong narrative is expressed. The game puts you into shoes, in the shoes of media, and your only goal in the game is to take photos of people in a crowded area by clicking your mouse. There's very little challenge to this game, and it's pretty much impossible to lose. Has anybody ever heard of this game? I, I had not until I was doing some research and just come come across this. Um, it's being more of an interactive story then it is a point and click, although pointing and clicking is its only mechanic. As the game simply story, uh, the game's, game simply story, simple story progresses, you are forced to take photos of events, frame them in an exciting way. You catch a, you catch the newest action happening on the screen, and this causes the people running around in the game to succumb deeper and deeper into their own madness, eventually leading to violence and misfortune. There are a few fun 
uh, Easter eggs for completionist players to find quick, um, a quick giggle and the ending plays and same no matter what the action a player may attempt. Um, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. I didn't even try to play it or nothing, but just try to do some reading on it and figure out exactly what they're talking about. But you see, the game uh, is made in visual style, playing homage to Case's most popular game to date. Cute, armless characters bounce around in their confined bodies. You see, they have no arms. Bouncing around their confined bodies. Um, they're something like the South Park characters and express themselves with simple to read emotions on their basic circle, square, shaped heads. It's created in a most, mostly grayscale color scheme, making the blood stand out all the more. And it's done using only three to four shades of gray. The entire visual goal of this project would seem to have been an attempt to keep everything very simple as not to distract from the overall message. In that respect, this game had been very successful. From my understanding, the game is basically saying the media is trying to turn us into what they are showing us. Thus, we become what we behold. We become what we behold. How many believe that? I believe the media has its own agenda. I believe that in my heart. So, let me talk for just a few moments tonight with... This thought, we become what we behold. I believe deep inside, every one of us that's specifically a born-again child of God, I believe deep down inside of every one of us, there's a longing for us to really be like Jesus. I believe that. God created us to be like Him. I read it in the text today. God created us to be like Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, be like Jesus. The question is, how can we become more like Jesus? The biblical answer to this may, it may be surprising to us in our very stubborn, bullheaded, modern generation that we live in right now. We, we, look, we, we want to look for methods, Brother Donnie. We want to look for strategies and action and all these things that's going to put something, some kind of plan in action to get us to be more like Jesus. But the Bible teaches that we become more like Jesus when we worship Jesus. Amen. That's just the truth. And for us to really understand this, we've got to understand how and why you and I were created in the first place. I read in the text today, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. God speaking with His creation, His angels, and saying, let's make a man in our image. He said, let them have dominion over the fish and the sea and the birds and the heaven and over the animals and so forth and so on. And He said that God created man in His image. In the image of God, He created him Male and female, He created them. A man by the name of Greg Biel observes, God made humans to reflect Him. But if they do not commit themselves to Him, they will not reflect Him but something else. Amen. That's important. What this, I don't know who this man is for sure. It's just something I found in my research for this. But he said, we're, we're made to reflect God's image. Brother Cliff speaking about 
them lights and and uh, what he was saying is so very true. But I'm going to tell you something right now. He said, Bible in in the Genesis one, he said he created the greater light to rule the day. But he also created the lesser night light for the night. Amen. We're living in a dark world. Amen. 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 What lights up the darkness of the night in the sky? Something is called the moon. And the only way the moon gets its light is where it reflects from the sun. We were created to be the moon in this generation. And the only way we can shine light in this dark world is if we're letting Jesus reflect through us. And that's how He created us. The man went on to say, we're either reflect the Creator or something in creation. If we're not reflecting the image of God, then we're reflecting idols. If it's not the Creator, we're, we're reflecting an image of the creation. Can I get an amen? amen? It's exactly what we see through the story of humanity. Right? Yes. All the way through the Old Testament, God's people repeatedly turned to idols. God created, He called Abraham out of the land of Ur to, to worship Him. And they did for a while. But we find them in bondage, Brother, Brother Donnie. Do we not? And, and God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. And, and as they brought them across the Red Sea and, and delivered them from, from all the bondage that they was in, the next thing you know, Moses goes up to Mount Sinai. And, and while he's up there, what happens? They turn to a golden calf. They begin to worship a golden calf. God calls him in Exodus 32 and 9. He calls him a stiff neck like a stubborn cow. I've never had cattle, but I've, I've heard people talking about it. You know, if a cow gets stuck and don't want to move, there's nothing much you're going to do about it. So what happens? These people begin to worship this cow, and God turns them into a, like a stubborn cow, stiff-necked people. You're not going to get that cow to move its neck and do nothing. It's just going to keep on looking forward. And that's how we do. We, we, we begin to, you know, it's, it's what we, we become, what we constantly behold and put our eyes upon. That's what I'm talking about tonight. And the way that moon gets its light is, is somehow the sun is reflecting and puts that, that light on that moon. That moon in itself has no light to shine whatsoever. Amen. And Sister Lois, if that moon's not in light of the sun, it don't put out no light. It puts out a reflection of darkness. And if we're not careful, that's what happens to us. 2 Kings 17.5, we, we find it, it talks about the exile of Israel. It said they went after false gods and became false. Folks, we've got to realize something. We cannot be chasing after everything in the world because what we behold is what we're going to become. I noticed when we first come to church, when we first started church down here, and... Um, 2006 and Brother Randy and Sister Mandy started coming and, and Allie and Dakota at that time was young and at that time the only established kids we had coming was you know I had my two kids I had Jacob and Bethany and we had Dakota and Allie and uh, Brother Henry's kids every other week would come because you know he's in a divorce situation so every other week they would come and 
we notice Allie. If anybody knows Allie, he's just funny. He's hilarious. Now, we need to pray for Allie. He's, he's grown up now and he's, he's not exactly where he needs to be for sure in his world. But he was funny. He just had his mannerisms, the way he done things. And the next thing I know, I see my kids saying and doing things like Allie done. Just little funny gestures. Really funny. Have ever heard of Jason Sisko? A phenomenal preacher. You may not have heard of him. Awesome. I remember years ago when Brother Stone King came to Massville all the time. Jason Sisko was quite young. And all of a sudden he, he uh, found out that Jason Sisko was hanging around Brother Stone King. And that's not a bad thing. He's an incredible guy. But the next thing you know, somebody's talking about, let me hear a tape of Brother Jason Sisko preaching. He's preaching like Brother Stone King. I mean, his mannerism, his speech. This might was say. Is he mocking him? No, I don't think so. Because inside of every person that God uses in a great way, there's a seed of something special inside of them. Amen. Inside of every person that's evil, there's a seed of something inside of them. And when you get emotionally attached to that person, you begin to, to look upon that and begin to dwell upon them type of things, you will become what you're constantly looking at. Right. And this is what I'm trying to talk about right now. In, in Isaiah 6 and 10, it said, God curses His people with a dullness and they mirror their idols. It said, make the heart of this people dull and the ears heavy and blind their eyes. He's making them just like the gods that they worship during that time. Whatever we behold, we put ourselves to. We become that. And it's so important that I told you at the beginning of this, I want to be more like Jesus. Now, how do I be more like Jesus? I've got to behold Him. I've got to seek Him. I've got to get, get to the place that He's at and love the things that He loves and enjoy the things that He... He created me for this. He created me, Sister Lois, to be in His image and be like Him. Now I know I'm gonna I'm gonna be like him in my kind of way. I'm gonna be me. I mean, you can't take me out of me. You know, I'm just who I am. You're just who you are. But you know what? We got everything about us. We have got to have the image and the reflection of God Almighty. What spurred this? I was listening to some a man speak, preaching, and he mentioned two scriptures, not scriptures, but two individuals. I'm fixing to read a passage of scripture about them. The first one is 1 Samuel chapter 9 and verse 1. There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abel, the son of Zeor, the son of Becherath, the son of Ephiah, a Benjamite, a mighty man of Pyre. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man, a goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. This word goodly actually means very handsome. From his shoulder and upwards, he was higher than any of the people. And the mules of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to his son, Take now one of thy servants with thee. Arise and go seek the donkeys. Now hold down your spirit for a second. Now then, a few chapters over, in chapter 16 of 1 Samuel. Does anybody know who Saul is? Let me just make sure we're on the same page here. If you don't know who, let me tell you who Saul is. Saul was the first king of Israel. They always had judges and, and prophets that took care of the, people, the children of Israel and all of a sudden the children of Israel rose up and said, we want a king like everybody else. 
And finally, God, Brother Texas, said, okay, if you want a king, I'm going to give you a king. And this is the one I'm going to give you. I'll give you Saul. And this is Saul. This is the very first encounter we see of Saul, 1 Samuel 16. And from this point, he goes looking for the donkeys. He ends up finding the man of God, Samuel. And Samuel anoints him to be king and, and so forth. But then here's the other one that I want to talk about for just a moment also. It's in 1 Samuel 16. Um, the other one was, I'm sorry, it was in 1 Samuel 9. This is 1 Samuel 16. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. Behold, he keepeth the sheep. Everybody say, Kept the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him in, and now he was ruddy, and with all of a beautiful countenance, uh, goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for he, this is he. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. And so Samuel rose and went to Ramah. We find two very important people in the Word of God. The first one being Saul the first king of Israel. The second one being David, the second king of Israel. And he's familiar with both Saul and, and David. Any, anybody not familiar, let me know. But these are the first two kings that we see in the Word of God. And we see two kings that are very different in contrast. But I want to tell you what we can find, Brother Donnie. We find that, Seth, that Saul was seeking the donkeys and we find that David was seeking the sheep. And anybody knows the story of how this goes, we find that Saul ends up being just like what he was seeking after. He ended up being a, a stubborn, self-willed, uh, nobody's going to tell me what to do type of person. He was very rebellious, always seeking glory. He wouldn't listen to the preacher. As a matter of fact, he ended up trying to kill the thing that God anointed, which was David. We find that Saul, Brother Donnie, he was, he was seeking the donkeys and that's what we find Saul being like is being like the donkeys he was seeking after. Then we find David, a very different man. The Bible says a man after God's own heart. And we find, what did, what did we find that David's doing? He's seeking after sheep. Amen. Everybody say sheep. What's the difference with sheep? You know what? They're, they're, they're one, the sheep is the one who's always following. You know what? You can leave the sheep where they need to be going. And you know what? The, the sheep, you know what? They, they, uh, 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 they're a follower. And you find that David becomes that, Brother Donnie. He becomes a follower. He becomes a man after God's own heart. He becomes a man that, that we read about. The Lord is my what? Shepherd. I shall not want. He found out. I'm just going to follow God anywhere He wants me to go. And David had this mentality that I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to be a follower of God and I'm going to let Him lead me and guide me and I'm not going to be stubborn and self-willed. Let me tell you what. That's a contrast of the two people we have in our world right now. They're either going to be somebody that's seeking after donkeys or they're seeking after uh, sheep. You know what? I don't want to be seeking after the donkeys and I don't want to be stubborn and I don't want to be self-willed and I don't want to uh, not worry about what the preacher or anybody else tells me in my world. I want to be able to be a follower. You'll never be a leader until you first learn how to be a follower. Amen. And David, he was a seeker of sheep. Follow of God. The man of God told Saint, or Saul, said, this is what you need to do. When he comes back, he said, how come I'm hearing sheep and bleeding in the background here when you're supposed to kill everything? He let something live when he should have made it die. And it come back and killed him eventually. 
So I said, well, what about David? Look at what all the things he done. He committed adultery. He killed Uriah the Hittite. And he took his wife and, and all these stuff. David, yes, David, he wasn't a perfect man. But what you'll find out about David, he was a man after God's own heart because he had a repentant heart. And he can, he can let the man of God come to him and say, David, you're in sin and you messed up. And what did David do? He didn't do like Saul and get mad and make excuses. He found a place and he sought God and he repented and he asked God to forgive him and he got his heart right. Amen. And that's what we need to become. Become followers of God. Paul, speaking to the Vision Church, he said, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Amen. If you read that from the... Uh, what, what caught me with this is several years ago I was looking at a, uh, a Pentecostal, the Pentecostal Herald and it had this verse in there it said follow God follow God's example in everything you do as much as a, as a loved child imitates its follower now I, I thought that sounds a little different that's a living translation so I just began to look it up and the word follower actually means imitator God wants us to be an imitator in this verse right here he says to follow Paul said be ye followers of God as dear children he said follow God as an imitator anybody know what this word imitator here means a very unique unique definition Imitator here means one who mindlessly imitates another. And Brother Donnie, that's what we've got to learn how to do. To mindlessly. That, that scripture kept coming to my mind earlier. Casting down imaginations. Pulling down strongholds. Folks, we've got to pull down all this stuff out of our mind. If you're not careful, that spirit of that donkey will get on you. And you'll find yourself rebellious. You'll find yourself in all, kind, all kinds of a mess. See, God created us to be in His image. God created us to be like Him. He created us to be like Him. Now let me just dig here just a little bit. Now I'll, I'll talk a little bit longer here and, I, and I'll be done here tonight. Uh, I just had a little bit of something here on my mind with this and Got to thinking about it. I found this. I thought, Lord, that's exactly. We become what we behold. How many knows the media right now? I believe their agenda is so strong. I hate the news and some of this stuff nowadays because they always focus on all of that. Yep. Hardly ever do you find news broadcasts, whether you're however, what, whatever venue you use to look at the news, whatever it is. You hardly ever do you find anything uh, that's good. It's always constantly bad. Let me tell you what. I think a part of the problem we have all the violence that's going on is because they're constantly getting the ideals out there and pouring out there and exactly what this, whatever this game's about, we do become what we behold. And we sit and behold that all the time. And I, you know what? I, you may not agree with government, not only political here tonight and everything, you may not believe... Uh, Governor Bevins and all that, whether he voted for him or not, it doesn't matter. But he made a statement after the gun shooting down in Marshall County. He said, I'll tell you what's wrong right now. We're having all these shootings. We've got all these kids sitting and listening to this crazy music all the time and watching and playing all these violent video games. And listen, folks, this is what's happening. We're becoming what we behold. You can't sit there. Endlessly over and over and in here. I, I, you know, we didn't, during my time, we didn't have the cool games like we had an Atari 2600, okay? Y'all yeah. had to go on eBay and find I wish I still had mine. I seen one on eBay for 500 bucks. It would be sold, okay? I would sell it. I had an Atari 2600, and I'd put my headphones on, and my, my venue of music then, I'd put my headphones on. I don't, 
they, they should never let me listen to stuff I listen to, but anyway, I did. Huey Lewis, Huey Lewis and the News. I put it on, I'd be listening to them. Somebody say, Who is that? Don't even look it up. Little lame. I played Mega Man. I just get psyched out playing that game. You get your drilling going, you know, you just. Listen, folks, we will be humble. We will become what we behold. What do you want to become? That's my question. See, God created every one of us, brother, for the cliff to be awesome and to be great. When he said, when he said, I created man in my own, do we realize how significant that is when he said, I made you in my image? After my likeness. After me. Do we understand the significance of how great we, God created us to be? We live so far below what God created us to be. And, and we're taking the mindset of, of all this generation that we're living in now. And Brother Noah, it's telling us that we're, we're whatever, we're limited to this. No, no, we're not. Come on. If I understand the Word of God, right? He said, you know, we can, he, he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or even think. Yes. We've just got to learn to become what we behold. What are we beholding? If we're stuck in our dilemma and our situation, and that's all we ever see is our dilemma and our situation, we'll, we'll succumb to that and we'll become whatever the dilemma is going on. But we got to remember the Word of God said that His ways are above our ways. And if God sees beyond what we see, we're stuck and we can only see what's in front of us. But God sees beyond that. Amen. And if we could become like God and be like Him, we're not going to be God. Don't, don't. It misunderstand me not. I'm not saying that we're going to be God or we can be God, but we can be in His image and do some things that God does. Do you not believe me? Let me just tell you. I don't I've got the reference in front of me, but what did Jesus say? He looked at His disciples and those following Him. He said, and they come back marveling with everything that was happening. He said, look, greater works shall you do. What? Greater works than what Jesus did? Think about that. He raised the dead. He healed the blinded eyes. The lame walked. Man, he done so many great things. And he said, greater things shall you do. Amen. I heard a man say this recently. And this is very... Very staggering to think about. He said, if you want to see where you are in your walk with God and where, where, if, where the place that you are and where God wants you to be, look at the Gospels Come on. and see what character you are. For example, the woman with the issue of blood. We know the story, don't we? She suffered disease for 12 years, Brother Donnie. Twelve years she suffered a disease of blood that, that continually run out of her body. And so many speculations of what it, what it could have been. No matter the case, she went to the doctors and it didn't work. She tried everything she could. Spend all her money, Sister Penny, exhausted her money on the, on the, uh, uh, trying to make sure this issue of blood would stop. But she heard about a man named Jesus. Whoa. And she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. She makes her way through the crowd and, and she's crawling her way through there and, and finally she, she gets it. And Sister Lois, she gets to where Jesus is and touches the hem of His garment and virtue flows out of Jesus' body. Come on, good. And she all of a sudden is healed and, and Jesus said, who touched me? 
Peter looks and what do you mean who touched you? The crowd's thronging you. What, what do you mean? Everybody's touching you. How do you know somebody different touched you? He said, because somebody touched me with purpose and I, I felt virtue flow out of my body and into them. And this woman steps up from among the scene and, and admitted that she touched him and said, woman, by your faith you're made whole. That's incredible. But is that story for you? It's for everybody. As a saint or for a sinner? Was that story for the disciples? Or was that story for somebody that needed Jesus like she did? Because a little bit later we read about a story where the Apostle Paul was called on to go pray for people, Brother Donnie, and he couldn't get to them. So what did he do? He took handkerchiefs, parts of clothing, and he took their clothing and he prayed over it and he sent their clothing to the people and they were healed by the, just by the anointing being in the clothing. We do that now. We, we, we prayed over prayer cloths before and God's touched people's bodies and we've never even seen them or never been to them. We'll pray over the prayer cloths. We got, we got them right here, praise the Lord. And we'll, we'll anoint to them. We'll pray over them. Where, where do we get that idea? I'll tell you where it comes from. History says it comes from the fact that Jesus, hallelujah, the woman touched Jesus' garment and virtue flowed out of His body and into that woman, not by touching His body, but touching the garment that was connected to Him. Just saying this, the fact that, you know what? The power and anointing can be in the cloth. Yes. What are you trying to say, Brother Lord? This is what I'm trying to say. Pastor Paul, you know what he stood? Where he stood, what position he stood in? In the Gospels. You put yourself in the Gospels to see where you are. That woman was the one who needed Jesus. And Paul, we see him in standing in the place as Jesus. He's the one that was delivering the virtue by sending something to them. So you look at yourself in the Gospels, each story that you see in the Gospels, and you see where you're standing at in the Gospel. Are you the person that's needing Jesus? Are you the person that's being like Jesus and helping somebody else? Because see, if we're creating the image of God, and He said, you know what? You're going to do greater works than these. Brother Donnie mentioned to me something, although we stand up, brother, he had no idea. He said, you know what? The problem a lot of those people in the world is, they're just gazing and just looking. I said, you're exactly right brother. They're looking for something else. It's not a time to be looking. It's time for us to step in the road that God has called us. Hallelujah. It's time for us to, be, to behold Jesus and become like Jesus and be what this world needs out there. They need a Savior. No, I'm not the Savior, but I got on the inside of me their answer. I have the antidote. I have what they're looking for. I have the gospel in my, in my life and the gospel's changed me. And I don't need to be that one that's always desperate saying, I need a touch from Jesus. I need a touch from Jesus. I need to be like Jesus working through me. And I need to be the hands of Jesus. I need to be the feet of Jesus. I need to be the mouth of Jesus. And everywhere I go, Brother Noah, they need to know that there's a Jesus that can save them and change them and deliver them. Hallelujah. Too long, we're the woman with the issue of blood. And we've always got issues. And we're always needing a touch from God. And we need to step out of that row and step into the row. Hallelujah. And what Jesus said, you're going to do greater works than these. Hallelujah. You, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of hearing about stories of people's eyes being open. I want to see it myself. I'm tired of hearing stories about people that, that's crippled and being healed. I'm tired of talking about all these stories. I'm tired of hearing stories. Now, I'm not going to say my tired. I, I like hearing them. They build my faith. But I want to be telling the stories, Brother Donnie. I want to be telling. I want to be behind the pulpit telling about how God uh, opened these blinded eyes in the church and how when somebody throwed that wheelchair away because they come up out of that wheelchair. I want to be the one, hallelujah, that's telling the story.
charge. Amen. We become what we behold. And the reason we're not becoming that because we are beholding too much of the wrong thing. I'm on a quest right now. I'm on a quest to behold Jesus like I've never beheld Him. I don't want to become Jesus, but I want to become what He's created me to be. Whether or not He created me in His image and in His likeness, He created me with everything I need to be the answer to this world. Amen? I'm going to I'm bring this to close tonight. A few more minutes, but yeah, I figured that wouldn't happen. Bring this to a close tonight. Colossians chapter 3. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth, right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Listen to what he says. For you're dead. And your life is hid in Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with Him in glory. When we worship false gods, we become like them. Now, anybody knows me knows I'm a UK basketball fan. I enjoy keeping up with cats where they win and lose and all that kind of stuff. But folks, we got people so wrapped up in sports and so wrapped up in Hollywood and so wrapped up in uh, and I talked about last week about social media and so many things. become what we worship. That's what I'm trying to say. We become what we worship. If, if our worship is money, it'll make us greedy and stingy. If our worship is for power, we want to have power in our life, Brother Texas, it'll make us very harsh. It'll make us demanding. If our worship is approval of somebody, I, I've got to have 100 likes on Facebook and i got to have 1,500 followers on Twitter and Instagram. If that worship is approval, we want approval of people, it's going to make us anxious. It's going to make us fearful. If our worship is for success, it's going to make us busy and restless the wrong things. Brother Donnie, you, you said it. You were talking to me a little ago. This world's just gazing and looking. Folks, it's time to quit gazing and looking. Jesus was taken away in the book of Acts chapter 1. Besides, about 500 of them standing there. And the angel looked at them and said, why stand you here gazing? This same Jesus that's been taken away is going to come back and 
in the next thing we find, Brother, uh, Brother Cliff, there's 120 in the upper room. Where's the other 380? Were they still standing there looking and gazing? They still had issues trying to figure out what they could get and not what they can give. God didn't call us to always get. He called us to give to this world. They need what we got. They need salvation. I need salvation. And the best way for me to have salvation is to give this world. Because the word of God says give and it shall be given. You press down, shake it together and run it over. It applies more than money. It applies to giving myself to the gospel, giving myself to the kingdom. And the more we gaze from the true God, the more we're going to chase idols. The more ungodly will we become. How do you see your life tonight as you, in fact, ask everybody to stand across the earth tonight? What are you beholding? That's the question you must ask yourself. What are you beholding? Look at yourself. What is your life being molded after? What are you chasing? You should sing old song at home church. Are you tired of chasing free rainbows? What are you chasing? I just want to follow Jesus. Paul said, be ye followers of God. That word followers is just a mindless imitator of him. I want him to take my mind. I want to have the mind of Christ. I want my thoughts to be his thoughts. I want to love like he loves. I want to have long-suffering, compassion. I want to have the fruit of the Spirit in my life. Long-suffering, passion, joy, peace. I want to have all that in my life. We behold, we become what we behold. Simple word tonight, that's all I have. As you come pray tonight, pray at your seat or pray at these altars. Ask yourself some serious questions tonight. When am I going to quit being the one, the person with the issue? And when, I, when am I going to become the one that's given? always take it. The answer lies within what are we beholding? What are we seeking for? What are we after? Can we talk to Jesus tonight? I'm done. Seek the Lord.
his eyes to become his ears and his generation. See it from his hands, his feet, his mouth. Let them this world see Jesus through the ears. Sing a song of hope, a melody. 